You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Brighton Rock podcast with me, Russell, and with Peter, who's back. Hello, Peter. Hey, Russ. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, it's good to see you back. Um, after a week of reflection, I should imagine, following your training ground bust-up with an unspecified fellow podcast team member. My decision to drop you was purely tactical, I have to say. Um, and... That last pod squad also featured Andy Bass in goal uh, because he's taller than Andy Bravery. That's why I put him in there between the posts. Um, Spurs fan Oli missed out because he was still um, carrying a minor injury, affecting his eyesight and in particular his ability to see a Harry Kane special, even when it backed into him blatantly uh, without any intention of playing the ball. Um, however, today it's all change again as disgraced Peter is back. And joining him, making his debut appearance for this, um, well, extra midweek fixture, you could call it, is an Albion fan and a game designer now. Um, a um, interactive fantasy football game has been devised by the man that is joining us today. It is Mr. Joe Kokotsa. How are you doing, Joe? Hi, Ross. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Nice to be on. Thank you for inviting me. Excellent. Well, very well, warm welcome to the show. It's really good to have you on. Um, you're probably what we could describe in this analogy as a promising academy prospect um, for whom we have high hopes. There we go. <laughs> um, right. And we'll, we'll get into the, the whys and wherefores of what we're talking about in terms of the game in due course. But let's start with um, your Albion history. Now, we had a chat on the phone the other day. And I understand you're from Worthing, uh, same as me originally. Um, also, same as me, you're now living in London and, and Peter as well. Um, but tell us your background in terms of how it all began for you as a football fan, as an Albion fan and so on. Yeah, well, I, I have to put my hands up and say I was um, I grew up in Worthing and I was brought up um, by a West Ham supporting father as a West Ham fan as a kid. Um so I had the uh, the Avco West Ham kit when I was you know seven years old or whatever it was eight years old, um, but it was actually oh, <laughs> yeah no, it's, it's these things happen. It's funny how 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 that um, some some 
elements of your childhood can be can be left behind uh, as you grow up. Uh, that's 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 definitely one of them. Um, so it was actually not until it was it was actually on my 15th birthday. It was the 9th of December, Wednesday, the 9th of December, uh, 1992. And my brother, Rob, who's eight years older than me, uh, took me to the Goldstone for my my first ever experience of, of Brighton. Um, and it was a I can't remember what it was called. No, it was probably the auto glass windscreens trophy or something. Um, and we beat Bournemouth 2-1. And yeah, I was, I was, I was, yeah, so that was, that was my 15th birthday. It was uh, um, uh, 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 one of those moments where you, you know, you experience something you've never experienced before as a, as a teenager. And you're like, this is great. I, <laughs> I kind of, kind of loving this. Not, not just the fact that I could sort of freely smoke cigarettes like a, like a grown up um, with my, with my older brother, but you know, the, uh, my first experience of, of, of the, the, the chanting and the, and the atmosphere of being in, in amongst a group of, of football fans. And, and I think, you know, we'd all agree that there's something having been to lots of grounds since and, and experienced football in lots of different environments, something really special about the North stand at the Goldstone ground. Um, so that was my first experience. Um, and then actually used to go, there was a kind of group of us, I, I went to uh, Chatsmore in Worthing, and so that was had quite a big catchment area as a Catholic school. Um, not that I'm Catholic, but that, so there was people, kids from school, kind of from, dotted all along the the train line from Shoreham and Lansing. And there was a there was a little group that used to go to the Goldstone fairly regularly. So I used to we used to go, I don't know, probably once 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 a month, once every six weeks or something. We'd uh, a little group would kind of go along. Um, we had one uh, junior membership between us that would get past uh, behind the back because we all got in for whatever it was, you know, a couple of quid. Um, uh, yeah, so that was, that was kind of, that was the beginning for me. Um, I then, yeah, we used to, I say go kind of, yeah, on and off really through the, through the nineties um, culminating in, uh, we, we weren't very organized to be honest. So um, when it came to the end of the 97 season, we, didn't have tickets um, for the last game. Uh, we were there was a group of us who were amongst the. I think there must have been a couple of thousand fans outside trying to get in. Um, we engaged in a pretty hilarious game of cat and mouse with uh, Sussex Police's uh, finest, um, including which I think is still probably my my, my favourite sort of Albion chant stroke non Albion chant, which was when. Uh, someone someone came up with uh, the bill. It's just like watching the bill when we were, we were outside. Um, so that was uh, yeah, that was a obviously a, a strange and sort of emotional uh, day. We actually it was about six of us. Someone opened a, a gate, kind of swung open, um, pretty much at, at, at the 90th minute um, in the in the northwest corner. Uh, and a few of us ran in, sort of did a kind of rugby sort of shimmy to avoid a couple of. Uh, a couple of people who were trying to stop us and and then just sort of barged our way to the touchline where everyone was sort of gathered waiting for the final whistle um it was yeah i mean that was i mean still thinking back to that gives you kind of goosebumps but um yeah but i need to say we didn't then we weren't organized enough to have um uh tickets for hereford so we uh listened to that on on, on the radio in a flat in in worthing and uh when we when we got the equaliser, we all sort of burst out onto the street. And I think we, we sort of thought that this would be happening down the 
people would be running into the road screaming and shouting well, of course they weren't so sort of, sort of five <laughs> five of us sort of uh, I think like I, my dad had got my dad to shave a seagull into the back of my head for, for, to mark the occasion but yeah so yeah that's that's kind of that's where it started and I had to put my hands up so I, 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 I never made it to, to Gillingham uh, and even actually in the intervening years I didn't get to the with Dean very much I was when I left uni I worked um I went to work in the betting industry. I was a trader at Labbrooks to begin with. Uh, and then I left and founded, uh, me and another guy founded our own um, bookmakers. Uh, so kind of weekends were were pretty much out. So I, I, I went a few away games in that time. Um, as much as I'd have liked. Um, then I went traveling for in 2011 it was coinciding with uh with the Amis, um and that was the first time actually it was the second season because I, I again not being very organized uh, everything in the kind of run-up to the the first season so I, I got my first season ticket in the uh, second season at the Amex and have been going ever since and and get to uh, a lot of away games sort of making the most of my uh my free weekends yeah Excellent. And so, who were you? Who, who would you say were your idols, your favourite players growing up in the earlier, the earlier stage? You can remember, and later on as well. Yeah, um, I mean the players that really, the players that really stick in my mind were um, possibly not so much for their their their, their, their on-field uh, prowess. And obviously, he, he he improved over time. I mean. John Crumplin sticks in my mind. Uh, Rob Hodner, uh, as I think, almost uh, to be honest, I think I remember these players more because of the because of the chance uh, associated with them and because of their sort of their, their sort of status in the eyes of the fans. Um, but obviously, yeah, obviously, you know, remembering that that time when Liam Brady was at the club and you know, um, when Jimmy Case, where Jimmy, what, I don't know what year that would have been, ninety six, five six, can't remember. Yeah, um, about that. Yeah, I think the uh, genuinely, I think my my memories of those are, are, are benched around around the, the crowd's reaction. You know, the Jimmy's going to get you, and always, you know, that that kind of that experience as a you know as a kid, really, um, at, at those games where you're 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 drawn into that atmosphere as well. Uh, yeah. More recent yeah. times, um, who would be my I mean, it's a tough one. I mean, you can't not include Glenn Murray in that list, really. Um, I'd say out of the current crop of players, I'm. Hmm, it's, I, I don't know. Actually, it's, it's a tough one to tough one to answer. I think I've obviously always been a fan of Donkey. I, I remember actually being on. Uh, me and my brother had gone to. I think it was Barnsley away. It must have been. It was the year, uh, the Oscar Garcia year. Um, and doing the Radio Sussex phone in after the game and staying, uh, saying that I'd felt that um, uh, that it was uh, it was time that Lewis Dunk uh, got a look in, in the first team uh, for the kind of last half dozen games of the season or whatever because you know Gordon Greer was looking increasingly uh, out, out of his depth. Um, just great to have, to have sort of watched the Albion week in week out and seen seen his his kind of his rise as well. Um, yeah, Bruno, I suppose, would be the other one you just think of in terms of that sort of legend of the of the club. 
Absolutely. And I mean, so in terms of going back sort of through the years from the Goldstone onwards, um, where, where did you where did you tend to frequent within the Goldstone when you did get to games? Was it because um, I'm thinking age wise, you would have been so you would have probably gone, I guess, somewhere first and then later onto the North Stand. Yeah, no, yeah, but it was, it was always the uh, it was always the the North Stand for me. Um, oh, right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Game. I don't, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think I ever, um, don't think I ever went anywhere else to be honest. So yeah, yeah, excellent. And in the Amex era, you're now you've got a season ticket um, now. Yeah, you? West West Lower um, with a, a guy who I went to school with, uh, and a couple of other chaps there that I've grown to know through uh, through them. So. Yeah, yeah it's good. We've got a good spot. There's a nice, nice little group of people around there, and uh, there's a there's a little bit of noise comes from our, us and a few people, a few rows behind us. So yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's great. Similar with me actually in the West Upper, we've got a lot of ex North Standers like myself who, I think it's just it's sort of a generational thing they've shifted to. Now they're a certain age, it seems to be a gravitational pull to go to the West Upper, and indeed, yeah. as you've mentioned, the West Lower as well. It's one of those things, isn't it? Um, yeah. And. You know, it's, it's a bit difficult sometimes to travel down. Do you manage to get to most games? Because you're in London now, aren't you? So uh... Yeah, I do. Um, yeah, I go to pretty much every home game I, I, I can. And it's the odd one I can't can't make. Um, but yeah, I do my best. Um, yeah. Hmm. I, I what's missed. your typical match day? What, what, what do you normally do? Do you, do, you, um, do you get the train down, meet up friends and pubs, that sort of thing? Yeah, it's not too bad for me. I can, I can if I'm in a rush, I can leave my house at one and be at the ground for kickoff. Um, and then depending on who's who's going who's around stick around for a couple of beers after um probably the uh, i go to quite a lot of away games so uh hmm. there's a group of us that'll probably do one or two a season where um you know we probably start start a little bit earlier make a day of it um so my, my brother rob i mentioned he he sort of you know got me supporting brighton he lives in sheffield these days so uh sort of make a point of going to quite a few uh games up north with him where we'll i'll stay up at his for the weekend and we'll go to kind of wherever Excellent. That's good. Yeah, the away days are always my favourite. It's always good fun, isn't it? And uh, uh, certainly Peter and uh, you've, you've had a fair few, haven't you, on your, in your time as well? Yeah, um, the other two, yeah. Definitely too many, I think, probably. For a <laughs> well, that's what well, I was going to say. That's one of the really sad things about this situation is uh, like with COVID. I mean, even even when fans are allowed back in the ground, it feels like it'll be quite a long time before away away fans are allowed uh, yeah, I was looking at the um, Albion YouTube site earlier and looking at the clips of the QPR away game in the promotion season, and the idea that we'd be had so many people piled into that that very small away end, and but yeah, I have no idea when we'll be allowed to have a full away end like that again. For yeah, and it's it, it's everything that goes with it. You know, it's the train, it's the pubs before, like the the the, the proximity of all those people. It's yeah, it's really uh, it's really it's pretty grim to, to to not have that as part of football at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's a, such a shame, and hopefully it won't be for too long. Um, in terms of the Amex, though, um, just to finish on the Albion story stuff, what's your favourite <laughs> memories and maybe your your biggest nightmares from the Amex era so far? Well, what's what's really thrilled and uh, shocked you? <laughs> uh, okay. On and off the I mean, pitch, whatever you like. <laughs> I think the low point has to be the playoff second leg against Palace. That was just grim in every way um uh the 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 sheffield wednesday uh second leg was was sort of 
that was really painful in a way that felt I think I mentioned when we spoke the other day Ross the next morning I went I went to my local Betfred shop and placed <laughs> placed quite a significant chunk of money on on Brighton to win the, the league the following season which obviously we didn't quite manage to do um but yeah that, that's Jack Grealish <laughs> yeah and no, I don't uh that Palace <laughs> is definitely the I'd say that's the low point obviously the high point is is promotion although in a funny way like I think we all we all knew we were gonna we were gonna get there. Um, so that that the, the actual day it happened was almost like a release of all the excitement and emotion that had built up over the over the course. I remember the one of my one of the earlier probably must must have been my first season there. There was a Friday night game and we beat Sheffield Wednesday three one. Played really well. I think Buckley uh, he might he might have scored two. He scored there was he scored one really good goal I think in that in that game. Um, and there was a big crowd of us went that day. Um, my friend Adam had taken his son for his, his first ever Albion game. His son, who was a, a, apparently a Man United fan, and has subsequently, I think that that game that was his his first Brighton game, and that uh, that turned him into a Brighton fan. So, yeah, those sort of those. I think that you know, of, often I think the, the the memories and the matches that you remember uh, as being special, often about who who you're with and you know what what the day sort of meant. Uh, more more so probably than what happens on the pitch but yeah well now let's let's get on to the the, the main subject um for getting you on particularly at this time um much as it's been good to hear your Albion story what you're doing at the moment is very interesting as well um <laughs> because you've devised a an interactive fantasy football game um which has just come online I think you said on the call the other day we were having uh, August was it came out yeah. Is that right? Could you so do you want to explain a bit more about the genesis of the game, how it came about and um what it entails? Yeah, so um yeah, I've uh, I'm the founder of uh, a company called Fanslide. Um so we there's a there's a group of us involved, there's four full-time guys and a and a group of uh, developers working on it as well. Um I as I said, I, I used to work in, in the betting industry. I've always been a sort of recreational gambler uh, and a big football fan, so I watch a lot of football. And I'm one of those people who uh, sort of find themselves having a bet on a football match, not particularly because I have any view or I, I'm, uh, I have an opinion that I want to back or whatever, but generally because I'm a bit bored and I want to kind of make it a bit more interesting. Um, when I've pitched the, the the business and the idea of fan side, that for some reason I, I, I the game I always talk about is Bur- Burnley Southampton. It's it's Monday night. It's Burnley Southampton. You're watching it because it's football on the telly, and you know you don't really you don't really care about it. You you don't you're not emotionally involved in that match. Uh, so you have a bet on the you know who's going to win or next goal score or whatever it might be to kind of make that interesting. So and really it was it was on one of those occasions that I, I really started thinking about what could be done differently to make watching football more interesting uh, to to recreate. The kind of emotional excitement you have when you're watching when for us when we're watching the Albion uh, if you imagine that the sort of top of a pyramid of how involved and how emotionally engaged you are in football at the top is you're watching your team if you move down you're probably involved when you're watching teams you particularly dislike whether that's uh, Palace or whoever it might be um, uh, all the way down to you know teams that you have a sort of vested interest in or you you quite like you rather Arsenal beat United than the other way around or whatever it might be but you kind of trickle down and, and you sort of lose you're not 
you're not emotionally involved in, in, in the way that you are when you're watching your team. So, so I was kind of thinking about what I know about betting and the, the sort of psychology of uh, when people place bets, the, the, the sort of the dopamine spike, the risk reward, um, and think about really wanting to create a game that effectively did all that for you, um, but that didn't involve you, 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 you placing bets. It was, it was actually a, a, a game, like a fantasy football style game. Um, so that was really the, the sort of genesis of that. The, the idea behind fan slide. Um, I did a little bit of work on a, a, a sort of concept. And then back in 2017, there was, uh, got together with a couple of other guys, a couple of, of I'm, I'm not from a technical background. So I had got a couple of techies involved, Chris and Joff Black. Um, we sort of founded a company and we built a prototype of the game. Um, it's one of those, you look back at the first version, it's, yeah, it's quite funny. Um, but we, yeah, we worked, we worked together and we, uh, we had a group of, of testers, quite, quite a few of them uh, Albion fans, people that I go to the football with. Um, and we iterated the game to, uh, um, to something approximating what it, what it is today. So the fan side is, a, is an in-play fantasy football game uh, that's played on a, you have to download the fan slide app. Um, it's, it's live. You play it on one-off matches as, as they take place. Uh, so we, we have a, a data license from Opta. So we take an Opta data feed that is, is highly detailed. So they, Opta actually collects an insane level of detail very quickly when the match is on. So they have three guys punching in um, what's happening in the game live. We get that feed the minute it gets punched into their database and we process that and we create a, a, a kind of feed of our own of, of fan slide events uh, and we apportion points to, to those events. So a goal is worth 20 points in fan slide, um, a, uh, an assist is worth 10, uh, a uh, goalkeeper save is three points, a tackle is two points, an interception is one point, getting caught offside is minus one. So we have a range of um, of events in the match that we award points to and again we spent a long time kind of researching the and uh, the points or points uh, scoring um system uh and i think we did we actually well i know we did a really good job with that so it's thing in the match we we wanted it to always be about the individual player's contribution so you don't lose points for conceding a goal for example uh, although you do gain points if you if you've kept a clean sheet depending on the, the period of time um yes yeah, it's, it's it's good and it's what's interesting one of the things we were sort of worried about would be that it would be too complicated you know in, in fantasy premier league you know you, there's only a handful of, of point scoring events um which don't really reflect uh don't necessarily reflect you know, players contributions there's lots of very good mm footballers who you would never have in FPL because they just don't score goals or assists. <clears throat> um, so we was, I suppose one of the concerns was that we'd overcomplicate that. But actually, it's funny when you play the game, you see the events coming in, it feels very intuitive in terms of what earns how many points. And so that those you're still with me yeah these events arrive in the app, the top third of the game screen is a what we call a video printer, but probably people younger than me wouldn't know what that means um 
so the events arrive in there and then you as the as the person playing fan slide uh, you have three slots that you can slide players into where they score you points um, so you decide who occupies those those slots during the course of the game uh, and you can slide players in and out uh, using them for, for a limited amount of time each um, and, and rack up points as you go so it's it's really it's really interactive um, like I say you're, you're seeing the events on fan slide immediately they happen on the pitch um, originally we again one of our concerns was that the data would arrive too slowly for it to feel really live um, but actually it arrives so fast we 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 slow it down at times to to ensure that it doesn't uh, ruin your experience wow. it's that yeah so it's actually <laughs> a really good way of, it's a really good way of following a game that you're not watching as well or if you're listening to a game on the radio it's a really good way of seeing exactly what what had happened which player did did what um a yeah, really good way of, of keeping up with it and actually the, again because of the way we apportion the points if you if you look at the, the, the we have a what we call a stat center um, to one side of the game screen that you can swipe over and look at and you see all the players point breakdowns and you see the kind of match match stats you've got your standard you know whatever shots on target etc but but also a distribution of attacking and defensive fan slide points so you can kind of see which way the game's going um so the game itself, that, that, that's the sort of core of the game itself, but it's really about creating that interest and excitement and engagement, emotional attachment and uh, emotional engagement with the, with the game. On the other side of the game screen is the, the, the standings. So there's a table of all the users playing the game at any one moment in time uh, and, and, and a chat room. Um, so again, this was um, part of our original plan was, was for it to be something that brings brings football fans together, creates, you know, a, a platform of for entertainment and excitement and, and have a social element to it as well. Um, with, with COVID, uh, that's, I think that's, that's become even more important and it's been really good. You know, we've only, we've only just soft launched. Uh, we actually went on the app store, I think it was the beginning of September. Um, and we've only done a very limited amount of marketing. So it's, you know, we're still really in a sort of test beta phase. Um, but, but really encouraging to see, people in the chat people you know it's actually everyone's stuck at home at the moment watching football on the on the tv on their own um and it's nice to have a forum where you know there's a bit of healthy competition um it can feel a bit like uh intentionally a, a bit like sort of snakes and ladders sometimes when you're playing fan slide you someone times out just before they score a goal or you slide someone into the game and they get booked five seconds later you're like lose you know <laughs> however many points depending on where you put them and so it has that, you know, it has, uh, there's plenty of, there's plenty of uh, sob stories and plenty of, um, uh, you know, plenty of people kind of punching yeah. the air. So it's nice to have a kind of forum for, for, for that as well. Um, yeah, so that's... I've certainly, uh, I was going to say, I've certainly noticed the frustration element because I've, I've, I've had a few goes on it. Um, I've got, my interest was pretty, sort of quite early on, um, given it a few tries and I will probably describe myself as, mid-table mediocrity in terms of status at the moment um i have had a few frustrations of my own for example i was about to put uh hotter in or jotter in the other day for liverpool in the league game against west ham um literally scored i think five seconds before i was planning to make the change um so stuff like that happens but it gives yeah. you that emotional investment doesn't it up to a point it's not, not yeah, obviously that, like it's yes, exactly right. support as you said it's you know football it, football is about emotions right we love football because because it, it creates an emotional response in us. It's, you, you, you know, it's the, it's the highs and lows and you can't have one, one lot without the other. We all know that. So yeah, it's, it's, 
that was kind of that's what we wanted to achieve really is to have that you know you're not gonna no game because it's a one-off game um you you know you don't you don't nothing you don't lose anything really you don't it doesn't it doesn't damage you as a player you know if if it's fpl and you've been playing all season and you you know get drunk and make 10 transfers that cost you 40 points accidentally <laughs> one night you, yeah that's that could have ruined your whole season um but fans yeah. it's a, a one-off game it, it feels a bit like i'm not a massive golfer i do play a little bit of golf it's a bit it feels a bit like golf in that you um you know some rounds some days you just you know it just doesn't it's just not happening for you um, and you've sort of lost, you know, you run out of balls on the, by the kind of third hole. Um, and other days, you know, you, you, you're on fire and everything goes in, you know, every putt, you sink every putt, you find every fairway. This yeah. doesn't happen to me, incidentally. But, you know, it, it, it's, it's those kind of things. And, and actually, it's, and this is really important in terms of what we wanted to create, it's, you know, it is the taking part, it's playing the game. It's, it, hmm. it is a game. It's meant to be fun to play um, independently of, uh, whether you're, you know, whether you've won money playing it or, or whatever. Um, so at the moment we have a, uh, we're a, a free to play prize games. So we offer prize money on selected matches. Um, so fan size free to download, uh, free to play, and on, on particular games each week, we will put up uh, put up prize money for the top five or top ten or or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, so it's yeah, it's uh, it's it's meant to be fun, uh, and and I would say it is. And I mean, it's, these things are difficult when you're uh, when you're running a business or when you're starting something or you know creating a product, designing a product. You're very close to it. Um, I've obviously always believed in it. Um, what's been great in the last few months is seeing you know new people playing the game, um, uh, and 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 just seeing how much how much they love it. Um, I think Russ, you. Um, you first heard about it on listening to the Not the Top Twenty podcast. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, I'm a regular listener to a lot of podcasts. That one included, which is excellent, by the way, for anyone that doesn't know, this comprehensive coverage of the of the football league up and down the divisions. Um, they're very good. And you popped up, I think, on because you've got a, a sort of advertising thing with them for their the betting yeah. show um, edition, haven't you? Which That's I think right. is quite good because it's uh, yeah, it gives it another another point of interest, doesn't it? I think and. I mean, you could argue almost as an ethical element to this in terms of you've alluded to the betting thing and it's it's um, it's making interest in a game that wouldn't otherwise be of interest without resorting to betting, which, of course, can yeah. be harmful. Um, so it's got that element to it, hasn't it, as well? Yeah, I mean, so I'll say I've worked in the betting industry. I, I know how the betting industry works and, and I've seen quite a lot of changes over the years. You know, I think looking back, the... The Gambling Act, um, 2005 Gambling Act, came in in 2007, um, did a lot of things. Uh, at the time, I don't know if you recall this, but there was a big debate about uh, super casinos, where the biggest casinos were going to be. Um, uh, meanwhile, not much attention was paid to the fact that everyone had a casino on their phone stroke laptop. Um, so th- I think they missed the trick in, in terms of um, uh, probably safeguarding people uh, who were betting online um but but the one really significant thing that happened in the gambling act that wasn't debated at the times and i I think has probably had the biggest impact uh was the allowing gambling uh betting companies to advertise on tv so prior to night prior to 2007 there were no betting companies advertising on television now there are and you know all sport is is surrounded by 
um, betting adverts. And I think a lot of them, the tone of a lot of them is quite, um, uh, it, 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 it's, it sort of normalizes betting and football. So it's, you know, uh, uh, certain companies have a very sort of, you know, ladsy kind of thing or, or um, you know, there's a, a one prominent company that has a, you know, very serious actor giving his sort of, you know, bet in play, like it's it's very aggressive, bet in play now. Like if you don't bet in play, are you really, a, you know, how, how hard are you? Um, so I think it's Ray stuff, Winston here, aren't we? <laughs> I, I am thinking of him, yeah. Um, all, all of that stuff, you know, I think that's, I, I, I feel like it's sort of normalised it to, to in, in a way, which, mm. you know, it's it's one of those things that it requires people to to you know be do it in a responsible way um half of all football fans bet on football um this is yeah it's not something that people are going to stop doing uh, in the same way they're not going to stop drinking or getting getting smashed on a saturday night or after the football so it's it's here to stay um we we our plan as a business with fan side is is to actually um eventually bring in a not um fixed odds betting in the way that sort of normal uh, bookmakers operate but to allow people to bet against each other on how they perform in fan slide um mm-hmm. so this is this is a, a model that is you know in in the in the states they they call it daily fantasy um where you you know you you, you put up a stake of uh, two quid and go into a pot to win 10 grand or whatever it may be if you if you come out on top so that's that's mm-hmm. our sort of longer term plan for the business that's not uh, we don't have a a betting license at the moment and that's something we, we'd be applying for in the future or, or potentially uh, we'd license the game to someone to do that um but the, the, the difference with that is uh, and again this is kind of in, in the in the design of the product really is thinking about actually if you do if you take that approach you're you're if you place a stake at the beginning of the match you're, you're getting a whole game's worth of entertainment for that and this mm. is for me personally and, and and from my experience of working in the industry betting it becomes um dangerous or can, can become dangerous where you because when when a bet uh, ends either successfully or unsuccessfully the, the excitement ends with it so you you then have to place another bet to to, to have that same in, engagement and if you're you know we all know about people that the phrase chasing your losses and if you lose several bets, you you might be encouraged to think I'll have another one to try and try and win it back. So so it's those cycles that can be can be difficult, I think, and and, and can cause cause problems. Um, and and that was really with Fanslide. If we do go that route and and have peer to peer or not peer to peer, person to person betting, pool betting effectively, then you're not really in that situation because you're. It, it's kind of like going to the cinema. You you pay your ticket. You you know you're going to get two hours of entertainment you you might not you might not enjoy the film but you you get to sit there for two hours and, and watch it like with fan side you, you get to play the game and it makes the match more exciting um and hopefully that you know it's not you're not necessarily doing it to to win money you're doing it to be entertained um yeah. and that's uh, i think that it has the potential to i i think it's a much healthier uh, way of creating that excitement and engagement and um uh, that's yeah I think it, it has the power to be quite quite disruptive, um, and of course, we it's it's a model of uh, of engagement around sport that can be replicated. Not just you know it doesn't have to just have to be football. We can do it on on other sports as well. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, and um, I mean certainly. So to, to clarify, so you you probably carry on playing the 
uh, that you can play the version of the game that currently exists, um, regardless of what happens in the future. Absolutely, so you'd yeah. still, still be able to play this this all against all match by match um, setup yeah. as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then the next, uh, so the next sort of phases for the for the app will be um, breaking the tables, the standings down. So at the moment, you can, when you download Fanstart, you can search for friends that are on the app. Yeah. So you can you can search people for your, you can search by name, you can connect your contacts, connect your Facebook friends, and when once you've connected to someone as a friend, uh, you can then filter the the standings in a in a in a match, like filter the leaderboard just to show your friends so you can see how you're doing against your mates rather than <clears throat> scrolling through the hundreds of people or, or whatever, hopefully soon the thousands of people who, who, are, who are playing. Um, yeah. But then we, we'll, we'll bring in uh, the ability to slice it up further. So you have a table that's just Brighton fans, for example. Uh, you can have a table that's uh, all people that have come from a particular podcast. If you enter a code, a bit like how the fantasy Premier League works now. Um, yeah. So that, that will all that will all come as well. And Fansub will always be a free-to-play uh, game with prize money that is is fun and that, that it's not that there's no sort of inducement for people to, to to bet. It's a you know it's a it's a free-to-play game. Um, that's that's yeah. really important to us that it it always it always is. Sounds great. And and the other thing, it's sort of tied in with what you've said actually about getting drunk and putting a load of changes in that ruin it uh, on fancy football. Similarly, um, I've got the problem where I, there's always a period in fantasy football where I forget to um, to do something. And I've, I've just two weeks in a row, I've forgotten to take out Van Dyke. I keep going on there after they've closed down for the, you know, the, the yeah. update period. And that, well, it hasn't necessarily ruined the whole season because it's a long season. It's irritating me thinking whatever I do now isn't going to be as good as it should have been. Yeah. Um, whereas with this, you can you can do with it what you want. You can have, you can, you can arrange your own sort of mates plans around the game can't you you can just as you yeah. said you can find friends on there score it even now before you get any other formal mini league set up you can still do a, an equivalent to that now yeah can't you, on yourselves, which is good yeah so, totally, so yeah. based on that peter you haven't played it yet how does that sound to you yeah it all seems to make sense i think it's like yeah actually sounds yeah it made it sound really entertaining i might actually give it a go this weekend Seeing as I've lit- yeah. especially so literally nothing else to do. Excellent. Well, this this <laughs> lockdown, is lockdown. It, it does feel like um, it does feel like a good time to to be launching something like this. Um, you know, everyone's stuck at home. Hopefully, it sounds like pay per view is uh, is going to be be a thing of the past. Um, obviously, we've as Brighton fans, we've been treated to to some great matches that we've missed by not if you're not paying for pay per view. Um, that would probably affect your audience quite a lot because, uh, frankly, I don't see many people paying fifteen quid to watch Brighton against Burnley. To, I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a pretty small uh, cohort that that, that are doing that. People are more likely to do it if they're watching, I suppose, than if they're in than they're not watching. Yeah, I mean, this is this this is interesting. Don't think quite a lot of people will. Um, what quite a lot of people do follow matches on Fanslide and play Fanslide on games that they're not not actually watching. Mm-hmm. The, the original idea was always about it being a companion. A second screen that, that that accompanies the football, um, and actually, in that that is one of the biggest challenges as a as a kind of designing a product is it when right back at the beginning when I when I started designing the game I, I looked at how uh, video games were um, measured how they're kind of scored, and one of the uh, sort of categories is, is engrossment how engrossing is this game. And actually, fan side, it, we it, we don't want it to be engrossing. Its job is to engross you further in the football. 
it's 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 meant to make watching the football more more interesting um so it's finding that i think we've we've done a reasonable job of striking that balance between the game the, the game fan slide is uh is 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 engaging and uh and, and interesting and you you, you want to look at it but it's not it's not dominating your attention and stopping you from watching the football um certainly that's the intention i mean it won't won't work like that for everyone but but it seems seems to be doing doing okay at the moment well, it might be more interesting than football given some games i've seen over the years yeah well exactly well that's the other thing as well is like the you know the the, the kind of you know the bernie southampton when it's kind of nil nil actually that is still interesting because you, you you've still got something to play for in, in fan slide um, and if you think a game is going to be dull then you can change your your tactics accordingly and try and cash in on defenders who aren't yeah. going to be conceding and um, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stats and a lot of um, strategy behind it um, but also it's I mean this is the, the really again like what what we sort of set out to create is it's it's about reading the game so you might start out thinking you know I think uh, um, but so tonight's game, you might think, okay, I don't think, I think, don't think Brighton are going to concede in the first twenty minutes. So I'll, I'll chuck in three Brighton defenders to sort of cash in on that. I think it'll be quite cagey. But if after three minutes you just think, Christ, we're we're totally under the cosh. Um, ho- hopefully, I, I should have started this example the other way around. Uh, if you're completely under the cosh, we'd slide those defenders out and save their, save their time for later. Hopefully, pick up some clean sheet points for them later on, and you might slide in a. You know, yeah. attackers from the other team or whatever. Um, yeah, but it, the, it, you get clean sheet. Response. I was going to say the clean sheet points come if you manage to uh, to have your defender last twenty minutes, either in one stint or collectively yeah, over exactly. several stints, because you can move them in and out up to a maximum yeah. of twenty, can't you? For the yeah standard so the, stuff. Yeah, the the, the game it, in fan side, you can use every player on the pitch so every player from both teams for for a maximum of 20 minutes so you have to decide when you when you're going to have them live and, and scoring your points um and, you and strikers and from a team who's losing one no you might keep them for the last 20 minutes because they're a good chance their team will really throwing players forward yeah exactly yeah so you have to be a bit striker from and, the other team then as well because they might catch you on the break yeah totally totally and if you're watching and you're quick enough yeah there's a delay when you slide in and out but if you see I know Denver Bar the other day for for um, for Istanbul against uh, United. Yeah, if you're quick quick enough, you might have thought to to slide him in in time for him to score a goal. Um, probably because he was running quite slowly, he probably would have had time. Um, <laughs> sort of rolling back yeah. the years. Um, but yeah, it, it, absolutely that. It's 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 about um, uh, thinking ahead. You know, having a bit of a strategy, thinking of certain players that that t- tend to get substituted, making sure you've used up their time. Uh, there's loads of stats in the app. If you double tap on a player, you get a kind of pop-up that with a graph showing how their points are, where the, where in the match they score their points, uh, that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, there's, there's loads of, you know, we've wanted to create it. You know, we know how interested football fans are in in, in stats and in, in, in analysis these days in a way that they weren't 20 years ago. Um, so yeah, hopefully we've sort of catered for that as well. There's plenty of, plenty of resources yeah. one thing i'm not sure we mentioned uh, forgive me if we have but um the other thing with the three positions you put the players in you get standard score double score and treble scored don't you according yes, to where right. you place them so there's that element of yeah. tactics as well yeah exactly yeah. So, yeah single double treble points uh, depending on where you where you slide a player in so if you're if yeah. you're sliding in most salah you're probably going to have him in in the treble slot um yeah so you have this extra sort of level of of thinking about who you slide in and, and where 
And obviously, when yeah. you've got when you've got Mo Salah in treble, you could, you know, you're using up time that means you can't use him later. But also, it means you can't have anyone else in treble in the treble point slot while he's there. So, it's um, yeah, it's that kind of. Yeah. And are all points the same for each player, so you don't get more for defender scoring, do you, for at the nurse? No, no, it's all it's all the same. Um, to, yeah, we try and keep. Like I say it's it's one of those things. I think it's it, it when you start describing the ins and outs of it, it can sound quite complicated. But when you play it, it's actually it is it is really intuitive, um, uh, and, it, and that's you know that's one of those things we wanted to just try and keep it keep it as simple as 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 we can. But there's there's lots of opportunities for defensive players to score points. Um, and, and goalies, you know, they get points for tackles, interceptions, blocks. Um, if you do a last man tackle, you get extra points for that. Um, hmm. Winning defensive headers. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, there's plenty, plenty going on. Yeah, well, Peter, as I said, I'm mid-table mediocrity. So I'll give you a game once you've had a few warm-ups on it and um, I'm sure you can beat me. Um, I think it's exactly. the sort of game anyone can... I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> it's like you seem to be well in the prediction thing, so... It's actually... Yeah, true, maybe. We just uh, we just ran some numbers on um, on on on. So when you when you sign up, you 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 say which team you support. Um, and, and Brighton is unsurprisingly probably the most supported uh, team on there. I I, I I put a post on North Stand chat originally when we were looking for some extra testers, uh, and then more recently I've done a done a sticky uh, post on 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 North Stand chat, and we've had quite a few Brighton fans signing up, and again giving giving some great feedback on that. So. Is yes. it any game? How many, is there like the FA Cup this weekend? Would you have games in there, or is it just uh, games? No, so we 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 have uh, at the moment we have uh, Premier League, Champions League, um, Championship. Uh, we we also have access to the Europa League, FA Cup. But we, we, so we, we we're kind of choosing which games to make live at the moment, and generally we're just doing televised games. Um, so actually, like this weekend, for example, we've got. Uh, Cardiff Bristol City at the six o'clock tonight. Uh, then we've got uh, the Southampton, uh, who's it? Southampton Newcastle, I think, isn't it? Uh, and then we'll have the two, uh, the, the BT Sport lunchtime game tomorrow, uh, and then the later game, and then the two Sky matches on on uh, Sunday. Is it uh, planned so to have more though in the end? Just have more games. Sorry, so, is it planned to have more games in the end then? Or yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in 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 time we'll have we'll have everything. Um, uh, so this weekend, yeah, oh, because it's Man City Liverpool Sunday. So there's a there's a big prize pot. There's a 250 pound prize pot on the Man City Liverpool game. So because it's kind of early days for us, you know, we we are just a we are pretty early stage startup at the moment. So we, we try and sort of focus on one game a week that we know most people are going to be watching and, and bump up the prize money for that and and try and uh, use that as a as a way of getting getting more people to to play. Um, but say so the good yeah. good thing is. The people that are playing it are coming back and, and, and playing again, and they're, they're telling their mates about it, which is you know what what we wanted. Yeah, we're we're all football fans. We wanted to build a, a game that makes football uh, more fun when you're watching more games for, for fans, and uh, yeah, that's uh, hopefully that's what we what we've done. Yeah, we we mentioned the not the top twenty podcast earlier on. I don't know George Alec and Andy Maxwell, but they've um, they've done a great job with their show, and I know they're. Um, <laughs> this sort of game does lend itself sometimes to people who are into their stats and those guys certainly are. And I've noticed they've been doing pretty well on it, haven't they? Apparently. Yeah. George, uh, George was, I think George won his first game or he finished second. Then he won his next one. Um, oh, show but I think it's been a bit, it's been a bit tougher for him since. So they've, yeah, we, we've been sponsoring their Thursday betting show. Um, 
and and um, offering prize money on the Friday night championship game. Uh, so we've had tons of uh, their listeners playing. It's been really, really good fun. Lots of sort of banter in the chat. Um, and um, yeah, it's good to, uh, good to have that kind of, I, I always, um, I, it always felt really important to me that we cover championship as well as Premier League. There's a lot of championship games on Sky and, and all those clubs are really well supported. Um, so it's been really, yeah, really good to get those guys on there. The, the, the funny thing, the first week that we sponsored their pod, um, there was I don't know, a couple of hundred people uh, playing on the championship game. And, and in the chat, people were thanking George and Ali for, for telling them about Fantalide. So it's like, they, obviously, we're, we're sponsoring them, but the, the response was, oh, yeah, thank, thanks for telling us about this. So that, that would be my, my, my advertising slot would be, you know, play Fantalide and tell your friends because they'll, they'll thank you for it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Great. Well, um, I look forward to playing plenty more of that and, and seeing how the game develops as well. Certainly look forward to uh, having a, a board drawer of sorts uh, or the, whatever the equivalent could be with Peter if we have a game. Um, you'll have to let us know how you get on, Peter, with your um, early plans on that one. Um, we'll probably have a quick plug for the game again at the end. Well, actually, we might as well do that now. So if, you, if people want to, to sign up to the game, they can get the app, which is tablets, Apple and Android phones, etc. the usual the usual stuff yeah, isn't it? yeah so it's in it's in the app store um not sure if you can download it on an ipad actually I, I, you I'm, can yeah I did, I, can. I did it the other day yeah. Good to <laughs> yeah um so yeah it's, it's in the app store and it's in the google play store just search for fan slide yeah. um and like i say it's it's free to play we we, we do say uh, that it's for 18 years and, and and over um just because it's a uh it's a although it's not a betting app it's it's a um it feels like a it's a grown up game rather than a, a, yeah. a game. Um, and certainly, if we yeah. introduced an element of betting to it in the future, we'd like to make sure that it wasn't something uh, that kids were were playing. So, yeah, yeah. great. So, go get on it, guys. Give it a go. That's what I yeah. recommend. I enjoy. It. So that's good. yeah. And um, if you if you do if you do listen to this and uh, and, and get playing, give us a follow us on Twitter as well at, at Fanslide and. If you when you play your first game, if you drop a message in the chat uh, saying that we, that you've heard it here, I'll, I'll I'll be in there and and we'll say hi as well. So excellent, fantastic. For what it's worth, I'm I'm called Poddy Power BRP. Uh, my wife for the amusing uh, Poddy Power suggestion BRP just being Brighton Rock podcast. Um, so look out for me if you can find me that far down the table. Um, but uh, Peter's smiling away. <laughs> it won't be for long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't have any relegation zones because I'll be. Well, actually, no, I've there, done. I've done about midway. There's, there's still quite a lot of, um, a lot of good Brighton kind of usernames that are, still haven't been taken. So, uh, I, 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 in testing, I had a few accounts where, where I, I was using. Uh, I had one that was North Stand. Uh, that's, that's still free. Um, huh? I think Seagull, Seagulls are probably still free. So, you could, uh, you could. Could knock yourself out on uh, some prime Brighton usernames before Fanslide yeah, is a huge global success. I've seen them. Um, I've, I've seen Peter's fancy football names. He goes for the quite obvious ones, which is not a bad thing. But so get in there, Peter. <laughs> I might have to regenerate myself with a new name otherwise. Um, swinging things back to the Albion. So just just on to recent times. Um, what's your opinions, Joe, on the, and, and Peter on the, the recent Albion travails? I'm thinking in general uh, as far as question to joe and to, to both of you in terms of the spurs game um first of all in general uh, joe how, how do you think we're doing um premier league era 
So, well, I mean, over the last few years, I think you've got to be happy with 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 what what we've achieved. Um, I think last year, I, I think it was the right decision to um, to move on from from Chris Hutton when we did. Although although I didn't feel that we did it in the in, in the in the right way, I think could have been handled a bit differently. But um, but as as a football decision, I think it was probably the right one. Um, yeah, that first first day away at Watford last year was uh, you know, that three 0 and it was like it's you know we made two attacking changes when we we're one 0 up with twenty minutes to go or whatever it was. It was like it was such oh an God. emphasis from the year before when we were dreadful at that at Watford on the first day. Which didn't yeah, turn. It was kind of... exactly. Um, yeah, that was it. Was like my God, this is a, this really is a new era. Um, and you know the the Spurs game uh, was you know incredible. So. Uh, you know, I think we we did the right thing. Yeah, it you know it got a bit sticky towards the end. Um, I think you can underestimate how how difficult it is for a team to to adapt to a new you know totally new way of playing. Um, and so, what felt like a real transition season, you know, I think actually we did we did pretty well. Um, this this season, I mean, it's been frustrating, hasn't it? I know you know there's a limit to how many times you can be happy with losing when you've played well. Um, and and I just think, you know, we it, it's partly a mentality thing. You know, we, we you know, are, are playing well against Man United and, and and losing is not is not a good feeling. You know, it's um, but but equally, yeah, there is. I I, I think I saw uh, someone on on Twitter uh, somewhere. I just said, you know, we we just battered Man United and were robbed of victory. It's like t- tell that to your to your nineteen ninety seven self. So yeah, there there's a little bit of that as well. But yeah. you know, we. To be honest, we've we've probably you know we've been lucky really to stay up in the last couple of seasons. There's been we've been fortunate that there's been a few dire teams each year. Um, and and to be honest, it looks like there are again this year. Um, so I'd, I'd like to think we're not going to be in be in trouble. Um, but there is that frustration just with the way the way we play without you know we do lack that kind of killer sort of creativity and finish in the in the in the last third and I don't know I mean quite encouraged by, yeah. by by how Lallana's played and good to see him playing playing 90 minutes the other day but you know it, it feels like we need that sort of spark that creative spark um but again you know we're not going to get 90 minutes out of him every week and I'd be surprised if he if he's you know yeah. if he plays two-thirds well, of the game to be honest yeah I mean, like, I mean, speaking of Lallana we're lucky to get. We're, we're potentially lucky to have got any time out of him after after the Kane challenge, um, yeah. which apparently Jose has been. Well, he's been pressed on the matter. He's been pushed by the media. To be fair to him, but he has come out fighting, saying that Lalana was reckless in the challenge and it was definitely a foul. Never going to admit that he got a decision in his favour, though, is he, Mourinho? Let's be honest. No, I agree with the second half of that sentiment. It was definitely a foul. <laughs> it's not the first bit. I think what we were talking about, obviously I missed the review of the Spurs game this week. And as Joe's saying, I think my concern is, well, my, in a lot of ways, my concern is we lose to Man U and play well, and it's all very well, but you're exactly, you get nothing for it. And then against West Brom, we just don't turn up for the second half in the games we mm. should be winning. And then, yeah. and it, it, it feels... That's like frustration, yeah, isn't it? It's about London the other night. I'm no way in any way thinking Potter should, should go or anything like that. But we do have the same problems that we had a year ago and he's not fixed them. We're not, you know, we make you concede silly goals, and we're not taking our chances or creating enough chances up front. 
and how long can you go on with this with and still survive you know it's a it's a not a great combination you know conceding quite a few and because for the first time in premier league we're actually conceding quite a lot of goals and we haven't ever had that problem before yeah that's true yeah that, i mean that west brom game was deeply frustrating um I mean, we were lucky. We were lucky to we were lucky to get a draw in the end, weren't we? Let's yeah. be honest. It was, we were holding it was on, weren't we? I don't yeah. know what. Give, I was, was going to say you almost give up on the. You, you quite happily um, sort of see the um, the pride of playing really well against a good team and deserving to win and having the media say you deserve to win, which often they don't say. It's always about the, the big team being bad. But even if we we have to be fair, being bigged up by the media this year, but you you take away one of those performances like the Man U performance where we not only deserve the draw but the win. If you could have us play properly and win properly in a game like the West Brom game, because in the end, around, we up with one point out. Yeah. Poorly against Man U, losing 4-0 or something like that, and then turning up against West Brom winning simply. To be fair, we've been doing it for years, haven't we? Let's be honest. Like it's you know, it's happened a lot in the Premier League. Like last season, the season before, the number of games where you know we've conceded late equalizers, or you know, you look back and you think uh, yeah, the number of times you look back and think, well, that should have been th- that draw, that should have been three points, that should have been three points. Mm-hmm. You know, last year, home to Burnley, home to West Ham, all these games we're like. How have, we, how have we not won that game? Yeah, Palace away. Chances. Uh, yeah, Palace away. Um, oh, yeah. The new, new it was Cast- a big list, wasn't it? Newcastle away where we battered them nil-nil. Like these- and at yeah. home as well. We should have beaten them at home. Yeah. There's a big list of teams that we... Okay, you're not going to win every game you deserve to win or should win. But, you, you know, there are way too many of them that we didn't. Villa away, get- I've rarely seen as much domination for half an hour as we had at Villa. And then Moy, obviously, it's, with Moy getting sent, it's a bit different. But, yeah. we, you know, we should have been two or three up after half an hour, to be honest. And we were only one up, and that's what gave yeah. them a chance. I, mean, uh... I read in the Athletics week that, obviously, there's been a, some sort of bust-up. Um, I don't know who it was with, but there, there was a Mopay bust-up with someone. Um, yeah. I'm. I'm not. I, yeah. I really. I like. Mike, I really like Mopay. I like his work rate. Um, but I, I feel like he. I feel like he finishes difficult chances much better than he finishes easy ones. Um, yeah. he, he, he's he's fluffed quite a lot of quite a lot of decent chances. Alice um, Way was uh, one that. I mean, he took the ridiculously difficult route there, didn't he? And kind of. Yeah. I, it, I don't know. It's just that when you look at. I remember a few years ago when the guys I go with. It, you know, just kind of banging on about Danny Ings, saying how, how much he wanted he Brighton should sign Danny. You look at a player like him who you know is just prolific. Um, and, and what what sort of team we'd be with someone like that, someone like that up yeah. front? I know. Well, we had we've had Tim Vickery on recently. We're very pleased to have had. Um, and listening to his podcast on the World Football Phone and, and elsewhere, he's he's always quoting. I can't remember exactly what it is, but there's a thing about speed of thought, speed of movement, speed of action. And I think with Morpay, you've got, I think when it's instinctive, any striker can do it. And I think that's what we're talking about with the more difficult chances where he knows he's got to get a shot off. But when he, when he's got time, I think compared with Ings, I think he's, for example, he, he's that little bit slower when he's got time. He tries to relax into having the time and then thinks yeah. about it just a split second too long. And sometimes. I, th- I, th- I think the thing with yeah. Albin, we overcomplicate things as well. We won't shoot when we get mm. a chance to. You know, we, we try and pass it one more time or try and, in Mopé's case, they take it inside and try and shoot. When yeah. actually, he'd have been much better off on his right foot taking a shot. Yeah. 
I think the more we can get quality players in in numbers, it's a gradual process, isn't it? Trying to recruit. Why it's so important to stay in the division is because we're gradually building a squad of players of the right quality. I think Lalana obviously is one. Welbeck, if subject to fitness, is another. What do you think about the guy I'm now going to start calling Mighty Mouse? Um, apparently, the players are calling him Tick in training. Um, it's Mr. Lamptey. <laughs> he's he's another one who can really light things up, can't he? He's uh, he's certainly got a spark about him. Um, apparently, this thing with Tick, it was. I think what the journalists were saying they could hear him sh- players shouting his shouting his nickname out, Tick, on the pitch, which was a bit surreal. <laughs> if you'd imagine, Tick, 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 Tick. <laughs> but um, Anyway, regardless of nicknames, he yeah, he's a, he's a prospect, isn't he? He's he's special, isn't he? I mean, uh, yeah, enjoy it while he lasts, right? I mean, I, he, I'd I'd, mm. I'd be surprised he's playing for us next season, to be honest. Um, like he's just looks. I know he's he, he's he's still a little bit raw defensively, probably, but I mean, he's just he just looks he just looks sensational. And, and he he's one of those guys who. There's certain players who just look like they love playing football. Like he, he he's loving it, isn't he? Every minute he's so sort of effervescent. He's just yeah, it's fantastic to watch. And yeah, he had that chance where he's kind of suddenly broken and he's running through the middle. <coughs> Can't remember what game that was now. Um, I've been West Brom. Um, but he he just you know you, you want that sort of player who just suddenly crops up all over the place. Um, and it, oh, it's just fantastic to watch. He's quick enough to recover as well if he if he does lose it. So he's what? Sorry, quick enough to recover as well if he does mm-hmm. lose it, rather than just leaving himself, you know, completely isolated. Or he can get back. Yeah, I mean, you don't. I don't think we're going to concede many on the break from corners, a la Man United, uh, with him, him, him on the on the halfway line. The irony is, though, is what you're saying is true about you know he, maybe he wouldn't be here next season. We none of us may get a chance to see him play in a in a proper match. Some of yeah. some people would have gone to Chelsea friendly, but yeah, no one else would have got a chance to see him play for Albion in an actual actual match. And yeah. it's weird you said that because um, by far our record sale by about five times or something like that potentially. It's been mentioned before. I think we had a chat on what one of the WhatsApp groups about that, and um, I'd completely forgotten about it until you've mentioned it again now. It's weird. It doesn't feel like I haven't seen him live. Well, I haven't thought about it, <laughs> but but you're right. Yeah, it's yes, ridiculous. That, saving, I think, and he was man the match there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's only been what the friendly with Chelsea where people may have had the chance, yeah. um, which we didn't we didn't go down for that. I, but, I went uh, to that actually. It was um, uh, it was it was fun actually. It was uh, yeah, it was. I, I was just desperate to 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 just go to the annex and uh, yeah, me and me and the guy sitting next to um, Stuart, we went. Yeah, it was nice to yeah. nice to go back there. Obviously, it was pretty surreal. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a while. Mm, yeah well next up is Burnley we're recording this mid-afternoon so a lot of people will listen to this podcast after the game has probably taken place I'd imagine but we're speaking before it so on that basis quickly predictions for the game uh, Peter first of all do you fancy us in this one I, I know this is a massively pivotal yeah. match I don't have a great feeling I don't ever have a great feeling before games against Burnley though <laughs> I can't really um, they suck the life out of you don't they if I have Vampires. to push it I'd say another one all draw I yeah i and probably one of their ex-Albion players will score their goal, Barnes or Wood or Stevens or, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got a cheery thought. Yeah. I, I mean, if they were you, you, be are you equally there. enthusiastic? <laughs> uh, I, I, God, I, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to sound fancy to, to win this game because it just feels like a. It just feels like a West Brom all over again, doesn't it? Um, 
I hope, I hope, you know, do you know what? I mean, in this, I thought we played really well against Spurs. There was, there was, in fact, just before, uh, just before they scored, I sent a message saying, you know, we're, we're a decent side uh, to, to on, on my sort of uh, up the Albion WhatsApp group. Um, and we are. And it's, it's your fault they scored then. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'll put my hands <laughs> up that one. Um, you know, it's, we know we could just turn up and, and completely roll them, but do we think that's going to happen? Probably not. Um, I'll go for a 1-0 Albion victory with with a sort of, you know, standard kind of onslaught towards the end uh, where we're just clinging on. I'd take I'll, a deflected I'll, goal. I, I think, uh, you know, Ashley Barnes deflection would be nice. Maybe you can trip the ref over and get sent off as well. <laughs> Anyone got any idea what the team will be? I mean, I wouldn't, wouldn't know where to start. God. Uh, yeah, I've no idea whatsoever. <laughs> of course. Um, I, think, I think Sanchez might start again, though. I think he he's played quite well, and I do think he'll get another chance. Who knows? But I think he will. I think Morpé will come back in. I think the point's been made, whatever that is, behind the scenes. And we can't afford to have another game without a striker in there. And um, I don't know if Connolly's still carrying the nickel that apparently he was at the weekend. But... I think Morpage starts. I think Sanchez starts. Um, yeah, if you probably... start early home with no strikers, I think probably in the crowd. Well, will... yeah, <laughs> the crowd will be hypothetical. Crowd will be will be fuming. Yeah, yeah. I did I read I'm going to go. I think two one. I think Andy Naylor said in the Athletic that um, that Zakiri. I don't know if that's correct correct pronunciation of his name and yeah, Andy so. um has been impressing more more than Connolly in training. I don't know if yeah. that was. If that's, if that's right or not. I mean, he's generally pretty good on that sort of thing. Yeah, I wonder um, if we get a chance to see him today. I might well do. I think if we play... <laughs> it might do. I mean, we could we could feasibly play two strikers, maybe. Um, if we did, it could be something like Welbeck and uh, Connolly if he's fit, or just one, one if not, and then Zakiri coming off the bench. Because if, if a system is working well, but someone like Welbeck can't last the 90, then uh, but, but starts the game, then maybe that's where Zakiri gets his chance to come in into a, a format that's working well in that particular match, maybe. We'll see. Um, I think it's definitely one way or the other. It's a pivotal game, game this season based on what's gone before. Games we deserved to win and didn't. Games we should have done better in and didn't. We've got to step up and get a win at this stage now. There's an international break coming. The psychological pressure, the actual fan pressure, albeit from a remote location, uh, will start to come in, won't it? If Especially if we lose this game and start to give the impetus to another team that's been out of form with a bad start, same as West Brom were, um, then it starts to get worrying, doesn't it? So it's, it's a pivotal, certainly in terms of losing would be a disaster in this match. And I think the pressure would be heaped on Graham Potter. There's a few early birds already um, making vibes. They're not happy with him to carry on, but that's ridiculous for me. But yeah, if they lose this game, it's going to be a biggie, isn't yeah. it? Um, we've got as well after that because we've got Villa away. We never win at Villa. Right. I'm not even sure we have ever won at Villa. No, I don't think so. Liverpool home, which obviously is tough. Southampton having a really good start. And they have, we never, I think we've beaten them in the Premier League either. And then Leicester away, we also haven't beaten in Premier League. So <laughs> it's not, not yeah. an easy... Not Joe an easy looks like he's about to head bang the table there. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just looking at the fixtures, yeah. Mm. Way to yeah, full. Well, no, no. <laughs> Maybe we can win yeah. there. I've I haven't forgotten the last game at Fulham when it pissed down with rain and we were two up at half time and then oh, we couldn't win four two. It was kind of uh, I think yeah. I think that was the one that kind of uh, turned the form around under Hutton. We were doing okay up to that point and then that game kind of 
Yeah. Lost us, you know, because I, I blame Raymond the Gent, regular uh, listener and contributor to the show for that one. He left at half time. Um, they were winning 2 0. And he, he only found out the score when he got home. <laughs> um, so we're, I'm blaming it all on him, to be honest, even though that was a shrewd move on his part. You could also argue. But dear, oh dear. Um, no, let's hope that doesn't happen. I think it's the only, the only Fulham away I haven't been to in the last God knows how long. And, uh, You're very well there. God. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Happier memories of other, other games. Uh, yeah. Part of three before that, I think we won, haven't we? Because we won there the promotion season, but also the. Yeah. Early on in the the second the pre promotion season and then the even the relegation yeah. season we won there. Uh, I remember. I think it was the second game of the season. Maybe I, mem- I remember coming out singing uh, "We're top of the league" um, uh, uh, and away away at Fulham and like. Hamed scored a late late penalty, didn't he, or something like that? A kind of very yeah. penalty. Yeah. yeah, and then there was the the Nathan Jones. Uh, yeah. Christmas or whatever. Yeah, we won, I think we were on there three times in a row before. Yeah. Yeah, so we, go. we won 2-1 and we were they had missed a penalty they had countless chances and I think we had scored two in two minutes where we about our only attacks of the game pretty much that's right yeah excellent so good I'm glad we're finishing on a, a slightly higher note than we were just a minute ago <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I'm going to say that we're going to we're going to win this one 2-1 it's not going to be easy because when, you, when you're desperate for a win it never is a comprehensive win is it um, it won't be a Newcastle, I don't think, with the 3-0. But it, I think we'll get over the line in this one 2-1. And I really hope so. Can't stand Bernie anyway. Um, so on that note, Peter, thanks as always for joining me. And good to have you back after your ban. <laughs> um, Joe, thank you very much for joining us. Um, you'll be welcome to come back on at some point if you'd like to, Hi, either just to chat in Albion or to give us an update on the game. Um, yeah, brilliant. And it's... Once again, it's called Fan Slide. Check it out, guys. It's really well worth it. So thanks, guys. And as we always finish, Peter, stand or fall. Up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.